Flexmuscle.com brings you Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind, your body, and your spirit. Alternative medicine, muscle growth, mood enhancement, motivation, putting your mind at ease, harnessing your maximum potential. Quantum Physiques, here's your host, Brian Cunningham. What four-letter word in the dictionary is actually a five-letter word? What are the best supplements for preventing this four-letter word from happening to you? Stay tuned and find out on Quantum Physiques. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Quantum Physiques on RxMuscle.com. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham, and uh, I just want to welcome my co-host, Jeff. How's it going, Brian? It's going good, Jeff. I wanted to uh, just kind of just start off from scratch here and pick up where we left off with this weekend. It was uh, it was great seeing you. As you know, I was really excited to see you. Uh, you know, you're like a brother from another mother to me, man. So uh, when I pulled into that McDonald's parking lot, I kind of backed up and went the wrong way for a second to park next to you, and uh, we had a little incident. I guess right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was it was it was quite interesting to see the reaction. Uh, just uh, I, I I mean you know again sometimes people don't don't give the benefit of the doubt when you know c- certain things happen and it was just so funny to see that unfold. I don't know if you want to tell the story. I think you're going to tell it a yeah. lot faster than I will. Oh, I do because it kind of like again everything in life is a lesson and it kind of like if you peel back the layers it can really reveal a lot of deep stuff here and uh, sure you know. Jeff, keep me on, on focus here because you know me. I tend to weave and integrate and synthesize from a lot of disparate areas. So I want to kind of weave sure. the story together on all different levels. But basically, um, you know, when I pull up next to Jeff, I was really happy to see him because, you know, Jeff, Jeff and I have gotten really close because of the show, actually. And in my enthusiasm, I didn't really look where I was going. And I guess I cut somebody off. So the guy pulls up next to me and says, thanks, thanks for taking my spot. That was a real douchebag move. And... I don't know what happened, but I just like lost it. I got out of the car, went up to the guy and said, why don't you get out of the car and we'll, we'll talk about this face to face. And, uh, you know, I said something like you fat ass or whatever. And then, <laughs> of course, unbeknownst to me, Jeff got out of the car as well. And Jeff's like 235. I'm a lean 185. Jeff's 235. For whatever reason, the guy was fat and out of shape, and he just basically, you know, took off back in his car and uh, and whatever. But you know, Jeff, one thing that that struck me was just uh, how irritable I was, man. And get this, you're not going to believe this, but I'm telling you, this is true. I just realized this whole weekend, Jeff, I've been edgy. I've been really yeah. edgy, and I just realized something that I've been taking that makes me edgy. And uh, this is my second time now on something that amps up testosterone or androgen receptors that makes me edgy. The first one, as I said before, was acetyl-L-carnitine. For some reason, and this is well known, if you Google this, you'll see, it does make you edgy. But I'm, I'm on Tongat Ali, and I'm telling uh-huh. you, dude, I have never been this edgy before, man. I mean, even all my family was like, like, what the hell are you on? You're like out of control here. You know, it's like, it's like roid rage, but I'm not on any roids. <laughs> so <laughs> Jeff, I'm telling you, it's the Tonkat Ali, buddy. It really is. Yeah, the, the, the uh, Tonkat Ali, isn't that supposed to be like a male enhancement type of thing? Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely got some, there's, 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 there's some patented forms out there, I guess, that got some clinical studies behind it from like Harvard or something. So uh, it definitely works. And the reason why I know this, Jeff, is because the first time I took it about six months ago, I noticed myself getting edgy. Uh, and I was only on like 200 milligrams a day. And then I went off it and I went back to normal again. But then this time I've been taking like 300 milligrams a day. And I just realized, man, it's just sending me off the deep end, man. It's too much, you know? That's that's uh, pretty interesting. I mean, uh, you know that 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 whole story about the the uh, parking lot. I mean, it's it was it was it was just interesting to see everyone's reaction. Okay, I mean, from 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 your reaction to like the guys 
to mine because the way the way that I approach life now is that I I really try to be non-confrontational. I mean, I'm not going to lie and like you know say that when I'm driving, I don't rage out a bit when you know someone cuts me off, and you know I'll I'll basically yeah. talk to the guy even though he can't hear me. Like, hey asshole! But you know I won't I won't roll down my window. I won't I won't try to cut the guy off. And you know I told you a funny story about how I handled one situation, but just, yeah, <laughs> it was really so, funny. Yeah, when when basically when I saw you know you know the guy kind of like call you a name and then you got out and you responded, I said okay, I'm gonna practice what we spoke about last week, which is a keto, and I'm gonna walk out of this car with my McDonald's ice cream, by the way, which I recommend no one have, but it was very hot that day and I was starving, so I decided to have some uh, hot fudge ice cream from McDonald's. Okay, I was about to and- give you shit about that, but I'll, I'll save it for later. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Um, and, and so and so I walk out of the car and I basically tell the guy, I and 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 you know I kind of you know I kind of wave at both, and I'm like, hey, it's all right, don't worry about it, it's fine. And all of a sudden, it gradually died down, and Brian walked back to his car, and the guy kind of backed up, and he went through the drive-through. And maybe, maybe he decided that, hey, I really don't have to park. Uh, maybe I should go to the drive-through instead. And everything was calm after that. But I was, I was actually, you know, taken aback a little bit by 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 the whole situation. But I like the way that you assessed it afterwards. Like you were able to have a clear head about what exactly happened. You didn't black out for sure, and you were very self-aware. So you knew what you did, you knew, you knew why you reacted, and you, know, you knew why the guy got you upset. There's people out there who just react and they black out. And uh, you know, you, you, you know we, we spoke about that for what, the next 20 minutes, I think. Yeah, we're just laughing about it. Well, just laughing, but also, you know, it was a really interesting revelation to uh, to how much of an asshole I can be. To tell you the truth, I mean, I hate to say it, it's a uh, you know, it's humiliating to admit this, but uh, I was like an animal. I mean, and you know, that's the thing is, like, you know, there's this, there's a lot of people in this industry that think being like an animal is kind of cool, but you know, it's kind of funny. Here's another tangent. I saw this thing on TV. I caught on tape, and there's an- these animals fighting, and I mean, animals are like retarded, dude. They really are. People don't realize how stupid animals can be sometimes. I mean, like these two jaguars were fighting over territory and they both practically died, man. These two, these two groups of cheetahs, two male cheetahs, uh, two groups of two basically, fighting over territory. They were so out of control fighting, they began fighting their own brothers. This wow. is, I mean, you know, there's this, there's this thing um, in the evolution versus uh, intelligent design debate. This is like basically creationism. And there's a saying that I like to use, if you understand evolution, uh, intelligent design evolution is neither intelligent nor designed, which means basically that a lot of times we do things that are actually counterintuitive and counterproductive. They're not really intelligent, you know? And this was not very, I mean, dude, I have friends, and I'm sure you have friends too, that work out and train a lot, that actually are into fighting as well, that have gotten stabbed over like parking spots, man. I mean, like, you know, these guys spend their whole life training and shit. Then something happens and you know what? Wrong place at the wrong time with two guys. They feel overconfident. These two guys got knives and you know what? This guy's going down. I mean, if you think about it in the bigger scheme of things, it's really ridiculous. Some of the things we decide to stand up against, if you think about it, really. You know what I mean? Uh, parking spots, uh, spots Traffic. in the gym. Walking, just walking down the block, someone bumping into you, like not even caring and just kind of doing his own thing and not even noticing you. And you kind of take it to a level where it's like, why did, why did you want to do that to me sort of thing when it wasn't even personal? It was just yeah. casual living. 
Yeah, ex- that's a great point, actually. You know, one thing I'm a big fan of, as you know, Jeff, is that book, um, Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu. And he says, right. know the personal, but stick to the impersonal. And the truth is, in this mechanistic universe we live in, it's cause and effect. It's, it's just a sequence of dominoes, in a sense, mechanistic dominoes. And for you to get upset and pick on any one particular domino is kind of insane, actually, you know? So the truth is, is that I was aware after in the car with you, but when, I, right. when that actually happened, I reacted. There was no freedom in my, in my action. I I took it personally. I got upset. And right away, I went into confrontation mode when really the per fat guy was just probably having a bad day. Everyone's picking on him or something like that. And here's some young asshole and Audi TT cutting him off. You know, it was inevitable he was going to say that. I should have had more compassion for the guy, really, you know? So, yeah, but, but, but you see, but you have the, the hindsight to like see that. I think that people kind of, kind of stack things. And, uh, you know, you know, let's say that that, you know, happened to you a couple of other times before, then maybe you'll think, uh, you know, these, these assholes don't know how to drive in this area or, you know, people like him are always acting like that when, you know, the fact is, you know, if you, if you don't, if you don't understand that, you know, this guy has a life too, and he's, he has the ability to think and he has the ability to have a rough day also, then, uh, that is when you become kind of insane and psychopathic. And, and, and there are a lot of people out there who just react and they believe the world is against them. And I got to give you props for at least, you know, admitting, you know, this year now, which kind of is, uh, admirable and shocking at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it is actually. And, uh, you know, again, it kind of gets a little bit deeper um, into the topic of the week. And you can stay with me. We can have a discussion about this because uh, that four letter word in. Well, I'm sorry. This is a four letter word. that's actually a five letter word. I'm not sure if you're going to be able to guess it, buddy. Um, If you want to take a stab, go ahead. Uh, You know. Well, uh, I'm, I'm. It's not I'm, vulgar. I'm, it's not <laughs> vulgar. But it's something. It's something nobody wants to hear and talk about. That's for damn sure. We we do as much as we can in society to avoid talking about this five letter word. It's a five letter word, but yeah. it has four letters. No, no. What I mean is, it's it's a four letter <laughs> word in in the figurative sense of it's like a vulgarity, I see. I something see. we don't want to talk gotcha. about too much. You know. Now and now I understand. Well, uh, I really have no clue, and and normally I would have a clue, but I'm just blank right now. No, it's okay. It's it's the word is death, <laughs> and uh-huh. this is a, a real taboo topic. I know, but you know what? It's probably one of the most important topics we can talk about because it actually pervades every moment of your life. Believe it or not, every moment you're actually living to die to the previous moment, in a sense. I mean, I really want to get into this because if you think about it, buddy, really, um, the whole idea of like why we work out, I mean, there's so much around this topic to get into. But for example, let me just give you one example that occurred to me recently. I was driving in traffic and I was getting angry. Again, I was having one of my little fits and I'm like, what am I doing? But what am I getting so angry about? I'm like, well, I'm going to be late for an appointment. Okay, so why is that such a big deal? Well, because if I show up late, the people are not going to want to hire me as a consultant. Okay, fair enough. Why does that make me angry? Well, and this is the thing. Anger, actually, just so you know, is fear. So then I'm thinking, well, I'm angry, so I'm afraid, actually, of what's going to happen. So I lose that job. Okay, what's the big deal? Well, I might then be unsuccessful in paying my rent, as an example, right? Because think about it. If I'm a loser and I can't meet my appointments and I can't do what I'm supposed to do on time, I'm going to be unsuccessful in life, right? And so in a sense, what that means is I can't take care of myself. So I began to go a little bit deeper, Jeff, and thinking, well, what's the big deal about that? Well, if you can't pay your rent, Brian, you're going to be out in the street. Okay, so that's the next sequence in this event of me getting stuck in traffic and my whole life falling apart because of that, right? Which is kind of silly, I know, but it's just, it's, again, it's an exercise in some of these futile um, reactions we have again, you know? So, Jeff, I'm here, sitting here thinking, so now I'm out on the street. 
What's so bad about that? What am I afraid of? Well, I'm afraid of getting attacked, right? Because now I'm much more vulnerable. And so then why does that scare me? Well, the reason why that scares me is because if I get attacked, say, by a bunch of, uh, you know, street hoodlums or whatever the hell you want to call them, like gang or whatever, uh, obviously I'm going to be killed. I'm going to die. And I began to realize, Jeff, here I am sitting in traffic and the the thread going down deeper again into, into, into these layers is that I'm actually afraid of dying, you know? And I was like, wow, that's a pretty insightful revelation. Then I'm thinking, Jeff, get this, that, well, in, in an evolutionary perspective, you know, living beings, living organisms, death is really not part of, of, our, of, our, um, of, our, of our world in a sense because you can't evolve to avoid death, but what can you evolve to avoid? You actually evolve, organisms evolve to avoid pain because pain is the last thing an organism will feel before it dies, right? You know what I'm saying? So in a sense, what we're really all afraid of is pain, Jeff. You know, it's pretty amazing insight I had actually as to why we do so many things, man, because we're actually afraid of the pain or in a sense, if you want to call it from a metaphysical perspective, Russia afraid of dying. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up, just so you know, Jeff, is that um, not only did, uh, what's her name, that uh, that alcoholic uh, singer, I forgot her name, actually passed away last week. <laughs> alcoholic I'm sorry. singer. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sure you know. You, you tell me who it was. But my aunt and one of my good friend's father just passed away this past week as well. So there's been a lot of deaths. And my father also fell on, on his bathroom floor. It was like a pretty much brain dead for like two days before the paramedics found him, you know? So wow. it's been on my mind a lot these past couple of, uh, of couple of days. Who's the uh, singer, I don't buddy? mean to cut you off. That was uh, Amy Winehouse. I think there you go. Of. Yeah, exactly. So it's been on my mind a lot. So, so you know, the topic of this evening is going to be, um, you know, a metaphysical conversation about this because uh, it's actually pretty deep. But also, again, obviously, we can get into the physical aspects of maybe what supplements we can take to help prevent uh, aging faster. I know that for a lot of us, um, you know, glycation is really big, Jeff, right? Because, you know, uh, glycation causes uh, proteins to cross-link, which makes us age faster. And uh, for example, get this, pretty fascinating, meat actually has more ages, advanced glycation end products. Typically, I thought carbs would have more of them, actually. But I know I re- heard recently somewhere that meat has a lot of advanced glycation end products. So, you know, meat can actually cause your body to form these advanced glycation end products also, which can make you age faster. I let believe me, the let reason me, is... Let yeah, me, uh, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, um, I know I know what you're going to get into is, but, but let me ask you a question. These, these like studies or these are reports that are talking about meat, are they talking about cooked meat or raw meat? You know, I'm not even sure. I just, uh, I may have heard it on one of our competitors' radio shows, actually. Gotcha. Um, it may have been Mike Mahler or one of those guys who are, you know, they're, gotcha. they're pretty well respected in the industry, uh, you know, with this stuff. Uh, I'm not sure. But the reason why I figured out actually later on is because meat, as you know, muscle tissue can carry a lot of glycogen. And what's glycogen? But basically it's, uh, you know, it's sugar molecules, isn't it? It's carbohydrate, you know? So that could be well, the reason why that happens. Yeah, yeah, I, it's 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 very interesting because I, you know, the reason why I pause there is because I, you know, I always hear this like debate back and forth about you know vegetarian diet versus uh versus uh you know I guess kind of the the meat eating perspective and uh you know how how red meat closely resembles you know the the muscular tissue that we have as humans so that's why it's like assimilated the easiest uh, excuse me the uh, easiest um what is it about this advanced glycation that you're that you're talking about that causes aging or that or that uh, or that you know, gives a negative effect on the human body. Yeah, well, basically, uh, when proteins, I guess they, um, sugar, have you ever put sugar in a pan, it kind of browns, and you see it actually gets uh, very gooey and sticky? Sure. That same process happens inside, uh, you know, protein 
type tissues in our body. So in our skin, uh, in our heart, I guess in our muscle tissue as well. Uh, you know, proteins, I guess they, they get glycate, glycating end products basically means that the proteins cross-link and then develop these kind of fibers that impede the normal function of the tissue. And because they impede normal function, of course, that's part of the aging process. In a sense, your the collagen in your skin gets advanced glycation end products, and you develop wrinkles, for example. You know, and um, wow. typically sugar is thought of being the culprit. But I thought it was interesting uh, how you know meat also can lead to the the formation of uh, of ages. Now, Life Extension did mention, and this is a good point you raised, that cooked food does increase the amount of advanced glycation end products in the food, right. which, of course, when your body absorbs these proteins, also somehow, I'm not sure what the mechanism is, but it does trigger the formation of, uh, of glycation end products in your own tissues as well. You know? So we're going to get into some nutrients that can help with that. But um, you know, back to the deeper level, I guess, too, here. Um, and Jeff, definitely helped to keep me on on track here, you know, because sure, it, it's it's kind well, of you're, well, you, well. Here's 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 the problem is Brian is that I actually enjoy your tangents, so I think that there are okay. people out there who also enjoy them. So that's why I don't stop you. <laughs> yeah, well, get this now. You know, one guy, um, this guy's got like a, a PhD in pharmacology, and he asked me a question about uh, BH. Uh, BPH and uh, 5AR, 5-alpha reductase, you know? Sure. And I, I sent him some studies showing him how estrogen was more of the issue. Now, in all fairness, I heard Scott Conley mention that many, many years ago, and he was actually right, probably 10, 10 years ago when his book RX Body or Body RX was coming out. Right, And he was RX. right. That, yeah, and you know this too, Jeff, that estrogen really is the culprit for a lot of things in men. Uh, you know, f- um, in men, fat becomes a hormone factor. Fat actually is a glandular tissue that as men age, for some reason, upregulates aromatase, uh, all kinds of negative stuff. And I'm sure to some degree, the same logic applies to the increased amount of uh, 5AR, which uh, can lead to DHT formation. But, you know, that it really isn't as bad as estrogen is in the body. And so he was impressed with that. But, you know, Jeff, one thing this guy said that really made me feel good about what we're doing here, he goes, the show you had on capturing the feeling during exercise and instinctive, instinctively, that's where we are searching for in life. He says, that was awesome. It really resonated with me. And that's one thing I really felt, you know, glad to hear because that really is I guess one of the preeminent paradigms the show tries to help people realize is that, you know, we are so lucky being athletes and bodybuilders because we're already like 10 steps ahead of everybody with like being in tune in, in a sense with something deeper. You know, as you know, Jeff, I've said it before, like when I do stiff legged deadlifts or when I'm doing one of these complex moves, also, as you know, I'm, I'm an extreme sports junkie. So for me, cliff jumping, scuba diving, snowboarding, you know, I call this the zen of adrenaline. You know, there really is, as you know, there's in a sense when you're intensely focused, well, I'm sure as a powerlifter, you have a heavy weight that could kill you. You have to have this intense focus. You do in a sense, quiet your mind quiets and in that stillness, there's something, there's an experience there that athletes are, are, in a sense, always seeking, really, if you think about it, actually. We're always kind of seeking that being wired, like so in tune with the flow of life, in a sense, right? The mind's out of the way, and our instinctive intelligence has taken over, and it's a pretty amazing experience. Now, for me, it's snowboarding or something else, but you know, I think also in the gym, a lot of guys feel that, and, and, there, and there resonates with them, Jeff. What do you think about that? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm actually one of those guys because, uh, you know, when I, when I go to the gym, I don't take it for granted. Now, you know, I do enjoy the social aspect of it. I do enjoy talking to people in between my sets after I'm done resting. And like, I love talking to people, especially at the gym about training and nutrition. Um, I'm not particularly interested in the stock market or, you know, what guy is, uh, screwing what girl or, uh, how, how hot that girl is walking by or what the weather is. But, you know, I don't mind getting into a discussion about lifting weights and dieting while I'm at the gym. However, 
while I'm into my set, uh, nothing else exists, really. And uh, you yeah. know, the only thing that I'm focused on is I'm here for about 45 minutes to an hour, and I'm going to make sure that I'm giving whatever muscle group that I'm working my full attention. Now, I don't really care about uh, what other people think about my form. I care about what my body's telling me in terms of I'm really feeling this in my biceps, or I'm really feeling this in my chest, or my legs, or you know, whatever body part that I'm focused on. And when yeah. you know what 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 like really upsets me, you know, because I I I love the feeling that I get. Not not only while I'm at the gym, but the feeling afterwards. And, you know, just, just this like, you know, you, you like absorb everything about life 10 times better when you've had a great workout. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to me, a great workout is when you're really focused and, you know, you get to enjoy, uh, enjoy your body for about an hour. Now, dude, it, oh my it, God. It really, yeah, I, I just awesome have one more thing to say. No, it, go ahead. It's, it, it's, it's, it's just very interesting to me how when I see people, for example, and I'm, I'm sure you see this all the time. Where I see, you know, two people go to the gym and they're and they're standing doing synchronized bicep curls, which I really don't care about. That's that's fine. Maybe maybe both of them are in tune with their bodies. But what I see are two people speaking to each other in the mirror, looking at each other while they're sort of on autopilot with their muscles. And I'm saying to myself, like, number one, they're missing the experience of why they're at the gym. They're not building any muscle. Okay? They're going through the motions so that they can say, I went to the gym. And I used to get angry at it because, you know, I'm saying to myself, they're, they're, you know, they're like wasting time and why are they here? And then I said to myself, it doesn't really bother me that much that, that, they're, that they're spending their money to be at a gym. It bothers me that they're missing out on such an opportunity to not only build their bodies but feel good. And I know that they don't feel good doing what they're doing. They feel like it's a chore, which is why they need their buddy, you know, there next to them. And it's yeah. just fascinating to me. They're giving up that experience. It's sort of like going to the church and kind of taking your communion and, you know, saying, saying all of your prayers, oh, Father, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, you go home and, you, you know, you're basically screwing your, you know, screwing your neighbor's wife next door. Yeah. It's like if you're, if, if you're going to live the lifestyle, do it in the temple and out of the temple. I consider the, you yes. know, yes. you know Thank you. the uh, gym is the temple of the muscle no, as far is. as I'm concerned. <laughs> Again, this is like gladiators in a ring, man. It's very sacred, you know. And, and Jeff, thank you for bringing up a lot of key points there, actually, because, number one, you know, on the on the on the on the shallow, the super physical level, I guess the physical level. You know, just being more focused and in tune with your body, you do get better neuromuscular contraction. Now, Jeff, maybe you didn't check out my chicken legs this weekend, but um, I have an injury. I used to race <laughs> motorcycles, and I have a really bad injury. I tore my my uh, VMO, my vastus medialis oblique, which is like the big teardrop muscle. Oh, I tore it in half racing wow. motorcycles. I got a piece of steel inside my knee they can't get out, which is just like chewed up my knee, basically really bad. So I have a lot of deterioration in that joint and because of that the uh, the neuromusculature around that area has an atrophy basically you know so what I'm doing now as part of my PT my physical therapy program is as I'm trying to contract those muscles I'm actually tapping the vastus medialis to make the mind muscle link, right? But you know what that requires is focus. That requires being in tune. It requires being inside your body actually, you know? So you're right. The more present you are, the more in tune you are with your body, the more you're going to get, believe it or not, better neuromuscular contractions and probably better, better results also actually, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, 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 you know, people, people miss on a key opportunity. I mean, you know, uh, you know, you know, I'm sure that again, people who don't like to accept things or open their mind are going to say that, oh, tap my leg is kind of weird. Maybe I should tap my vein the next time I'm looking for uh, you know, a nice heroin hit. Yeah. But, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't understand that if, if you cannot feel the muscle group that you're working, then you, then you are kind of wasting your time. You know, you just kind of go into the motions. You might as well just run in yeah. place at home. 
Yeah, and definitely more attention and more focus uh, is really going to help. Now, one thing you brought up as well, buddy, that really comes back to our topic tonight, which is death, (laughs) uh, is that, you know, every moment, Jeff, when you're on the edge, when you're closer to death, like as an extreme sports junkie, I can tell you that you're never going to be as alive when you're on the edge of death. When you're jumping off a cliff and there's a bunch of rocks below you and you got to clear those rocks, or when you're scuba diving in a cave and you get stuck and you got to figure a way to get out before your air runs out, which has happened to me actually, um, you know, or even again, uh, having Mozart on and in the earphones and I'm doing a stiff legged deadlift, which for me, you know, 275 is a lot of weight for like six to eight reps. I'm, I'm not a big guy, but I'm telling you, man, that when you're on that edge, when you're intensely focused and aware, you are so fucking alive it's incredible you know so in a sense and also get this when you die to that moment right when you put the weight down right or when i get to the bottom of a run from on the top of a mountain basically and in a sense you let go you die to the moment you actually like wow that was awesome you actually it's just amazing how good you feel i mean don't you agree well, that's that's exactly you, you're you're 100 right, and, and 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 that's what I was trying to convey when I was talking about after I'm done with the workout because when you've when you've um you know devoted all of all of that time to just focusing on again you know this is a lot of a lot of people out there take their bodies for granted. I mean, if it's if it wasn't for their bodies, they wouldn't be able to exist on this earth. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I mean, seriously, it takes very little effort, but the effort that you do put into it. Like that should be like again sacred time. Like like don't don't bother going to the gym if you think that magic is going to happen. Because again, for what purpose? To look better, and uh, you know again, what is the ultimate goal? Okay, and um, it's 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 just very interesting. The 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 feeling of uh, euphoria, if I can use that phrase, yeah. that I that I that I get after I am uh, done training is uh, insurmountable. And uh, I, I I just you know I I'm actually talking to you right now uh, and I just got back from the gym probably about an hour ago and uh, you know I I feel great I I am very satisfied with uh, the way things are right now and I'm sure that when I go to sleep and wake up tomorrow morning things will not be as bright until I get to that gym again yeah <laughs> or like until I until I give my body and 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 my mind that like kind of focus to like uh, to like concentrate but you know again <laughs> I I. <laughs> I wanted to comment before when you were when you were going uh, through your whole sequence of uh, you know why do I do this and why do I do that and why am I so angry that I that like I can't get this done because I need the money to live and you know I don't want to be on the street. I was just talking to someone about this uh, last last week and uh, this person's a very close friend of mine and uh, he's he's going through some problems with um, you know just being able to find work and really great guy really intelligent you know has has a couple of degrees from college there's no reason why this person you know shouldn't be working and uh, you know it's 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 just really interesting here's here's someone who can go into his field his field of work and uh, send out a couple of resumes and you know land just you know a job okay but he's so set that he has to get this one particular job and you know I'm, I'm i'm asking i'm like you will you will get that job but why why do you have to land this one now don't you want to like kind of build up first don't you want to get your foot in the door and then eventually get to that get to that place you know don't you want to experience the people that are at this place maybe maybe this is not where you want to be maybe you're going to end up getting that job but you know it's not for the right company and he's like no i have to do this you know i i absolutely have to do it and and only like, meanwhile this guy's like living with his mom. Yeah. You know, he's 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 in his like late twenties, he's gonna be thirty soon. There's there's no reason for him to be living the way he's living. Bright guy, intelligent, well liked, good looking, girls are all over him. Wow. He just can't put it together. Why? Because of the fear 
that he's going to be stuck in a job that he's not going to like for the rest of his life and end up alone because he can't be with the girl he wants, which is what the ultimate discussion ended up being. So because of his fear, meanwhile, girls are throwing themselves, throwing themselves at him. They don't care what kind of job he has. They love his personality. They think he's awesome. He doesn't believe it. His his self-confidence, he needs to have this job so that he has the security of knowing that he's going to end up having the things he wants in life. And I said, don't do this because you're going to end up doing this for the next decade. I'm going to talk to you when you're 38, 39, 40, and you're going to be in the same spot. You know, it's like, why? It, it's, it's very funny how, how, how people are driven by fear. Oh, totally. And, you know, as a social animal, one of the biggest things we fear, again, it all comes back. Once you understand evolution, the mechanisms of evolution, it isn't about death so much because I've had friends commit suicide because they were afraid of the pain that they they were going to have to face. So really what it comes down to is, you know, the driving, the slave driver, the whip of evolution is actually pain. For most animals, it's starvation. You ever watch a bunch of lions and stuff? Man, they are, they are, they're they're so crazy and so aggressive because they're starving, you know, because it's like life or death. They don't get a meal, then they got to go to another five, six days without getting a meal. So it's amazing how pain drives all of us. But, you know, for social animals, Jeff, as you just were hitting upon right there, one of the biggest fears is I'm not worthy of being loved. Now, why is that a big deal? Well, because if I'm not worthy of being loved, being a social animal, right? Look, look at the chimps in the wild. Seriously, if a chimp is ostracized by his group, that's like a death sentence. So we evolved these intrinsic uh, instincts to need to be accepted. But I mean, actually, we all work out in a sense because we want to look good. We want to be accepted. Trust me, if any of us were on a desert island and there was no chance of rescue, you would not work out. I mean, and if you think you would, you're lying to yourself. If there was right. no chance of rescue, I'm, I'm telling one of my one of my Zen teachers told me this. He goes, you know, why do you work out, Brian? I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to be healthy. He goes, you're full of shit. I'm like, well, you're right. I, mean, I do want to be healthy, but I want to <laughs> look good. I want to look good as well. He goes, trust me, if you're on a desert island, no chance of being rescued, you wouldn't work out. So basically, what you're doing is, again, it's part of the animal kingdom. Animals look good or look very masculine because it does two things, right? Number one is it makes them sexually attractive, but also it's like a defense mechanism. Um, You know, big horns, big claws, big muscles, all these things are, in a sense, threatening to other men. Um, but also attractive to women, in a sense, right? Like like big feathers on a peacock, I guess, to some degree. <laughs> but, you know, you exactly. hit upon it right there. Again, is that the fear of, for him, even though he's not aware of it, and if you asked him, he'd never understand this because it does take a little bit of insight to realize, I'm afraid of not having a woman, you know, care about me and love me because I'm not going to be part of society. And if I'm not part of, of a tribe, or if I don't belong to a group, that spells death for a social uh, primate like, like human beings, basically, you know? So it is... Jeff, and, and critical to realize how much everything we do, and I'm talking about everything, is because of our fears on an emotional or physical level of, um, of being rejected, of not being good enough, not being worthy of being loved, which inevitably spells death for social organisms like ourselves, actually. You know? And it's just, again, these are good seeds to plant inside everybody because you give this a couple of weeks to think about, guys and girls, and I'm telling you, you start being amazed at the shit you do trying to belong and be accepted by, by your peer group, you know? So, Jeff, let me take a quick break, and when we come back, I will talk about the nutrition people can use to stop glycation, to stop uh, the, the progress of death. <laughs> Once again, this is Quantum Physiques. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind, body, and spirit. 
Shaker Pro has designed the most innovative shaker in the fitness and bodybuilding world. Shaker Pro is the only shaker where the powder and liquid are stored separately and mixed together at the exact moment you desire. Mixing occurs in the closed Shaker Pro system. That means no more mess, just a perfect shake guaranteed. Preparation takes place anytime, anywhere, in the car, at work, or in the locker room. No need to transport separate ingredients with you. The Shaker Pro is an all-in-one solution for everyone with an active lifestyle. The patented Shaker Pro Chamber System guarantees that the mixing and blending of the ingredients will always produce a perfect shake every time. Simply twist, shake, and enjoy. Find out more about the Shaker Pro at 4sportlife.com. That's the number 4, sportlife.com. Hydrolyze Ultra, the leader in cellular hydration water. Hydrolyze Ultra water has been designed by shrinking and reshaping molecules to allow a faster and more sustained delivery into your cells. Our cellular water has gone through a magnetism and laser treatment process, along with adding electrolytes to our special ingredients. This allows all nutrients to be absorbed at a maximum cellular state. By using Hydrolyze Ultra, all nutrients, supplements, and carbohydrates you consume will be absorbed at a greater rate. Lactic acid gets flushed faster, and you'll feel fully hydrated. Get the advantage that top athletes have achieved. Try Hydrolyze Ultra today. Visit HydrolyzeUltra.com. That's HydrolyzeUltra.com. P28 High Protein Bread is the official bread of RX Muscle. Are you looking to incorporate more protein into your meals or just want to enjoy bread again? Then look no further. Try the 100% natural P28 High Protein Bread. P28 High Protein Bread is a formulated revolutionary breakthrough product. Packed with whey protein isolate, 14 grams of protein per slice, 12 grams of carbs, 8 essential amino acids, and made with 100% whole wheat. Fear bread no more. Build a better body with P28. Order today at HighProteinBread.com. P28 is also now available at Bodybuilding.com and many other retailers. Order now. HighProteinBread.com. P28 Bread. RX Muscle approved. RxMuscle.com. Now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding, diet and exercise, up to the minute news and more. Visit the RxMuscle.com forums featuring celebrity Q&As with IFBB professional athletes, top amateurs and the brightest minds in the industry. Listen to our weekly radio shows including Heavy Muscle Radio, Muscle Girls Inc., After Hours and more. Contest coverage, videos, even our own social networking site, RxMuscle Place. Visit RxMuscle.com. Welcome back to Quantum Physiques. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham, where we strive to build strength and power for mind, body, and spirit. I wanted to pick up the conversation where we left off. Uh, I'm here with Jeff, the producer, a good friend of mine who I love like a brother. And, uh, you know, Jeff, it's kind of funny how a lot of guys uh, have a hard time admitting that they love somebody. But, you know, you and I really, uh, you're like a soul brother to me. You mean a real lot to me. We really connected. And um, I just wanted to acknowledge that because a lot of you guys, especially, are really afraid just to admit that, uh, you know, it's okay to really care about somebody deeply. And I, again, I feel bad I didn't call you on Saturday to offer you to stay at my place because you had car problems and uh you know i loved you to crash here when i was gone you know yeah that was that that was kind of interesting i was i was telling you off the air that uh you know i had I had a bit of a situation when i was driving back uh from from uh, connecticut and uh i <laughs> the the uh, car decided that uh you know it it wanted to let me know that it wasn't being loved as much as it should be from me so it uh, it decided to uh not not shift anymore and so i was driving yeah. back to uh, to my humble home here and uh you know, it, it, instead of taking me about 45 minutes, it took me about an hour and 45 minutes, two hours. But um, my, my immediate instinct was, 
hey, I should call Brian. And then I said to myself, it's too late. I'm not going to bother this guy. And sure enough, what did you tell me, Brian? <laughs> you know, Jeff, I was going to say I'm calling you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I should have called you. <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. It is. That is too funny. That is, that is like very funny. You were the first uh, person to come into my head. So That is. That's hilarious. You know, uh, <laughs> I want to make, make a couple of quick announcements, actually. Uh, based on our conversation last week with uh, Dana Hauser, who's really been great. And uh, one thing he mentioned that I thought was really good for, uh, for men and women both, I think, is this deaspartic acid. He said, based, based on his research, that it was, uh, it's of no concern as far as any uh, deleterious effects. I'm in the process now of formulating a new deaspartic acid type product. And if there's anybody out there that wants to be a tester for me, by all means, you can message me on the board. Uh, you can find us on Facebook under the Quantum Physiques. I'd like to get some people out there that are good with keeping logs to test um, this new product I'm working on and give me some feedback on it. That would be great. And you can also get some free samples of my stress and anxiety product, of course, on our website rxstress.com. That's rxstress.com for some free samples. Now, back to our conversation, Jeff, with uh, the, the theme of the evening, which is death. You know, I want to just kind of get into something a little deeper here for a second before we get into the nutritional aspect of all this stuff. But, um, you know, so when um, my aunt died, just so you know, uh, you know, I really wasn't, I was actually happy for her, you know, and I was just telling my friend whose father passed away also the same thing that, you know, there's two ways of looking at this. Number one is I guess you can be sad, um, but also if you think about it from a sense of a, of a metaphysical perspective, we kind of come into this um, world, Jeff, you know, in a sense, locked in a prison, right? In the prison of our bodies, in a sense, because really, maybe on some other quantum dimensional uh, perspective, we're really these multidimensional beings that really aren't as confined as we are in this world. So in a sense, we're locked in a prison of a body for 70 odd years, for whatever reason, I guess, we came down here to figure out some kind of a lesson or have some kind of an adventure, and then we're set free again. And so in a sense, this graduation process, we down here cry about that. It seems kind of nuts to me in some degree. I'm thinking, well, we should be celebrating it, actually. We should actually be crying when babies are born because, like, this poor soul has chosen to come in here and incarnate, in a sense. And we should be celebrating when people are, are moving on because, in a sense, they've kind of graduated and they're moving on to the next dimension, whatever you want to call that. So, you know, I don't myself think of death as a sad experience. Um, and one of my teachers told me this, too, and I thought it was, it was interesting. He said, and this is really turned my world upside down. He goes, what if, just consider, what if for a moment, what if death was not the worst thing? What if death was the best thing that could ever happen to you? And that has been sinking into my head for the past year and a half now, buddy. And I got to tell you, it turns everything around. It really does. Because the underlying premise that most of us go on is like pain and death should be avoided at all costs. But yet, again, this is what I love about the, the, the uh, industry we're in, Jeff, as you know, is that, you know, pain is making us leave in the body, no pain, no gain. There's a lot of sayings here that, that kind of point to these deeper metaphysical truths that it's the embracing of pain that really is the, is the freedom we're all seeking in a sense, right? I, I agree with that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting that uh, without death, uh, there is no life and yes. uh, vice versa. And, you know, th there, is, there is an entire process that, like, happens here, okay? So you're pretty much born into the world. You're, uh, you're helpless. You're feeble. You're naked. You're, 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 you're exposed. But then you're also experiencing things like, uh, you know, just, just, just the first few moments of life, the first couple of years of life. And you're taught all these rules and all these regulations and all these adherences. And, uh, you know, you have to follow this. You got to do that. And then at some point, 
um, you know, depending on how fast you mature, you know, you start to look at life a little bit differently. Why do I have to do this? Why, why should I do that? Some people take it to the extreme and then they kind of break the law, which again, debatable. And, uh, some, some other people say, well, you know, maybe I don't have to conform to society standards. Other people say, look, the reason why we do conform to society standards is because this is civilization. This is the evolution, this is the evolution of living with a large amount of people on earth. And so therefore I must conform to the system. Otherwise, Everything will fall apart. And, um, you know, eventually, eventually, if you live long enough, okay, uh, you, you, you will get to an age where you are, once again, you are hel- you're pretty much helpless. You're in the hands of another yes. person. You are yeah. not able to perform certain functions, and therefore you have to go back to possibly and hopefully um, not wearing the pens. And uh, you yeah. have to go back to the process of depending on other people. Now, depending on the the uh, relationships that you nurture during your life, that will, that will determine who will be there to take care of you. That'll, that'll determine how much care you need. Uh, that'll determine um, where, where, where you're at mentally, physically, emotionally. And most people, when they get to that age, they realize all of the years that they spent pondering doing this or pondering doing that, and, oh, I should have did this and I should have did that. And most of the time when I hear all of these should'ves and could'ves and would'ves, it's all those major chances where they say to themselves, you know, I should have jumped off of that cliff with the freaking sky glider. Why? Because now I can't do it. Because just the force of that wind is going to give me a heart attack, which is going to send me right to hell, and I don't want to go out like that. Some people say, you know what? Screw it. I'm 80. I am going to do the hand glider right now. I don't care if I have a heart attack. Uh, Just like the movie The Wrestler, okay? And, uh, you know, it's it's, it's just an amazing process, and, 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 and people... Look, there was a certain point where, like, you know, I, I fear death and, you know, because, because again, it's unknown and, 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 and you don't know what the hell it is. So I, I decided, again, at one point to just not focus on death. I'm going to focus on life and uh, embrace whatever comes my way. And, uh, you know, now I look at the gym differently. I look at people a little differently. And I'm still working on a lot of things, not perfect. But I, you know, I've developed my own little sense of awareness and sense of uh, being in existence on this planet. And uh, it's, it's just a very interesting thing. I, I, I haven't really focused on death in a long time. And you're, you're opening my mind to things that uh, I haven't touched on in a while. So, yeah, it's, it's very, it's good stuff, man. And thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. You know, um, you raised some good points. I mean, one thing I want to hit upon is that, you know, there's two ways. Like, I'm a big fan of Eckhart Tolle. And Eckhart Tolle basically is like uh, the Oprah. He's very famous now of, uh, of, you know, of these progressive thinkers in a sense, right? And, you know, one thing he's talked about is that uh, it's kind of good to be aware of death because when you're aware of your own mortality, but not in a negative sense, here's the thing the ego which is really your enemy or your demon inside, actually. The ego is, is like is your arch enemy that always, in a sense, spins things into a negative aspect, is going to say to you, death sucks, it's, it's depressing, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, you can also be aware of death from a, from a neutral perspective. And this is, again, why, why meditation is so important. I mean, another word for death, just so you know, is meditation. I mean, you can use these words interchangeably because, as Eckhart Tolle said, the secret in life is to die before you die and to realize death doesn't exist. How do you do that? Well, think about it. What's the, how could I actually die before I die? Well, I'd be in a coffin. Okay. What would you be doing? I'd be doing nothing. Well, you'd have to breathe. Ah, so I'd be doing one thing. I'd be breathing. Yes. That's the closest you can get is to sit there and do breath work. And again, with every breath, I always say, uh, you know, life or death. With every breath, life or death, question mark. What do you choose? Because in a sense, if you think about it, 
your breath is, is very symbolic. It's a metaphor for life because you're actually inhaling life. You're taking in the oxygen, right? But you can only take in so much before you're, you're overwhelmed with life. And you have to, in a sense, die to that breath. You have to exhale. The word inspire means to breathe in. It also means in spirit. It means to take in. The word expire of course, means to exhale, but it also means to, to, to leave out, to die in a sense, right? A person expired at 10 o'clock in the morning or whatever, they use that term. My point is, with every breath, in a sense, there is this, this cycle of life and death, right? If you think about it, even the, I mean, the whole planets and the sky and the stars and at night, we die to each day with night. There's a, in a sense of complementary opposites, this yin and the yang, in a sense, that really makes life, I guess, more, uh, what's the word, just richer, uh, more, more experiential, to embrace both sides, right? You have to embrace the light and the darkness in a sense. Uh, so I think, Jeff, that's a great point you, you, put, you brought up there about, you know, life and death. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> again, I, I, I used to imagine this, like, black hole and this, uh, and, you know, this, like, eternal, you know, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of here forever and uh, hopefully I won't be judged. It's that fear of being judged, the afterlife. I'm going to be eternally damned and I'm going to be condemned. And, uh, you know, that, that goes into a whole, whole religious aspect, which, uh, you know, is a very touchy subject. But um, I, I, I just... Uh, I, I, it's 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 a very interesting thing to me how people sometimes do all these things that you were talking about when you when you when you originally started. Why do I go to the gym? And then you went through the whole process of you know because I want to get this, I want to get that, and ultimately I don't want to lose my house and I don't want to die. Um, I just 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 looking at the the things that people have and the possessions that people have and uh you know the different cars that people drive and 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 like the different you know the different uh, uh you know wardrobes that they wear and and it's like are they are they are they truly living or are they in fact conforming to what someone else told them is valuable and oh uh, yeah you know, I I, <laughs> I find so much more value now in in, in these kind of discussions as opposed to uh, you know, um, you know uh, material things. I mean, you know, I'm still you know again still 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 guilty of uh, putting way too much value on certain things that uh, you know as as like a kid that I always wanted that eventually in my older age was able to obtain and I wasn't any better I wasn't any better for it, but I wasn't any worse for it either. You know, so it's it's kind of a strange balance with uh, you know possessions and and and. Uh, uh, trying to like live life in 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 lieu of death, I guess. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny you mentioned that actually because you just got me thinking about something I did. This is um, let me see if I can find this actually. Now, again, we tend to attract a very intellectual audience here. A lot of the uh, Jersey Shore kind of guys aren't going to like this because their whole life revolves around GTL, right? Uh, gym, tanning, and laundry. So, but you know, but there are guys out there <laughs> that are Jersey Shore kind of guys that are kind of like, you know, I'm not happy. I'm realizing I got the GTL, I got the muscles, and I got the girl, but I'm still unsatisfied. And so they're coming over here, and we get, I'm getting more and more feedback on a positive way. But you know, what you said right there, dude, is kind of interesting because, um, you know, from a practical sense. Uh, there's a lot of wisdom from our, it doesn't matter where you get the message from, okay? If, if Eckhart Tolle, Einstein, the Bible, I don't care where you get it from. If it works for you, then you know what? You're on the right track, you know? Like, for example, let me just give you this uh, tangent here, and then we'll, we'll cut back to the, uh, the main theme here. Thomas Malthus was a genius. He was a scientist way back in the 1600s. Uh, he has this Malthusian theory, right? Which basically, you take a bunch of bacteria, you put them in a dish, you give them some food, they will eat and have sex until they reproduce so much, they overconsume the resources and they die. He says, you know, it's kind of funny. Bacteria, which are, again, um, you know, living organisms, 
follow the same laws that other organisms follow too. A bunch of elephants in, in an area will actually eat and reproduce so much the elephant population will collapse the same way the bacteria did. So what his theory is is that systems, people, bacteria, you name it, systems in general, they will consume and grow until there is nothing left. Then they will die off, right? So in a metaphysical sense, you could say systems like people in society will consume. They will be happy and they will grow and be happy until there's nothing left. And they'll be sad in an emotional sense, right? Consuming, our consumer-based economy is based on ever-increasing amounts of consumption, right, Jeff? You'd agree with that. And of yes. course, in society, consumption is good. Hey, look at me. I got my new Benz. I got my new Rolex. I got my new right. uh, Louis Vuitton. Everything is good. Look at me. I'm all plastic. I'm done up. I look good. I'm happy. And then what happens is when we've over-consumed, now, of course, you look at the economy and there's a lot of scary things going on now, right? Wall Street, um, you know, Washington, gold's gone through the roof. All these things are connected, man. People don't make the connections. There's a lot of talk now on mainstream TV about the end of cheap oil. If nobody knows what that is, it's called peak oil. You should Google it because I'm telling you, it's going to impact your life in the next five to 10 years in ways you cannot even fathom. My point here, though, is that, you know, Malthus would say, again, people will consume and be happy and grow until they've overconsumed, and then they'll be sad, right? Because then they, they've overconsumed, and they realize, hey, you know, we kind of fucked up here. Now we got to pay for it, right? <laughs> and so, but get this, man. Get this. Jesus, and again, I'm not a big Christian fan, so don't take me this religious at all, but this guy had a lot of brains. He goes, what does it profit a man to gain the entire world and lose his soul. Again, let's use the emotions. What does it profit? What does it make a man happy if in the end he gains the entire world but loses his soul? Or I like to use the word unhappy. There's the same continuity there that Malthus said, that Jesus said the same thing. What point is it being happy and consuming in a sense, right? Gaining the entire world. I think you'd agree, Jeff, that if someone were to gain the entire world as far as resources, he'd be rich. He'd have a nice car, a nice wife, all this, all this stuff. But if he loses his happiness, right? There's this, there's this intrinsic, deeper sense of happiness he's talking about. And he's saying, what's the point? It's insane. And that's what Malthus said also. So again, my point is there are similarities between what science says and what these spiritual gurus like Lao Tzu, who I'm a big fan of, Buddha, and Jesus have said you know, thousands of years ago, actually. And Jeff, the point is, it all comes back to this deeper thing that I'm telling you. Going out there and going for GTO and then the tan and the nice car, you're going to realize when you get to Jeff's age or my age, I guess, if he's even older, um, uh. it's, it, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't answer the questions that you've been searching for, right, Jeff? It doesn't really give you the, the lasting happiness that can't be taken away from you. Because if you lose the muscles, if you lose the nice car, you're back to being a shell of the person that you, that you thought you were, right? Who, who the fuck yeah. are you then? I wanted to, I guess, maybe start wrapping it up and getting into some of the nutritional stuff we're talking about here for anti-aging because there are a lot of dudes out there and dudettes that are probably, uh, you know, our age or my age, I guess, <laughs> you know, uh, baby boomers or over 40 that want to start, you know, keeping, keeping young as long as they can and stopping the wrinkles. And, uh, you know, one thing I can say that Dave's always said to me is that, um, you know, whatever you're doing is working because, you know, at your age, you still look like you're pretty young. So I've been asked by a few people, what do I take? Because I really do take a lot of supplements, Jeff, to avoid the aging process. Uh, and we can, we can get into that right now, actually. You know, one thing that Dana mentioned last week that I thought was great, this is on, on his thread, on the forum, there's a thread there. He said that CoQ10 with L-carnitine, L-tartrate is a great combination for upregulating androgen receptors. Now, even for women, actually, because, you know, women want to get gains in the gym. You know, believe it or not, at their level of testosterone, which are micrograms, of course, versus men, which are milligram levels. But, you know, having more antigen receptors for women is also a good thing because that spells better results in the long term. So this CoQ10 
L-carnitine L-tartrate combo, I think, is great for uh, helping to keep angina receptors sensitive and working to maximize the results of the hormonal cascade that happens with exercise, of course, you know. Uh, other things. Now, that thread, uh, Jeff, as you know, it's a great thread already. Dana posted a lot of stuff on there. We had a great conversation last week. You guys got to tune in and check out that show because he's a big fan of minerals. We had a common, uh, combination of selenium, uh, magnesium, and iodine. I posted my iodine crib notes out there. Check them out. They're really good. I think iodine is one of those missing nutrients that most people will get a lot of great results from. Uh, those are things I'm big on. Also, a good combination is uh, alpha-lipoic acid, of course, for it's, again, inhibiting glycation. You want to take things that stop the glycation pro- process. Um, I think benfotamine is another one. And then, Jeff, if, if you have anything to share with these things as well, feel free to chime in here. But uh, I'm a big fan of benfotamine, uh, pyridoxal 5-phosphate, which is a more bioavailable form of vitamin B6. Uh, and again, an L- uh, not L-carnosine, but carnosine is an amino acid. All of these nutrients are known to have potent, uh, you know, anti-glycating effects. So they help to keep tissue. Basically, you know, for people that are very cosmetically oriented, which bodybuilders are, these ingredients, these nutrients can basically stop you from getting wrinkles. So it keeps your skin looking better, younger, longer. And of course, as everyone tans and the uh, deleterious effects of the sun can be, uh, can wreak havoc. I think having these anti-glycating nutrients are are really critical. Uh, You know, Jeff, one thing too is fats. It's really important to have healthy omega-3 fatty acids. And this opens up a whole can of worms as you have referenced a few times already, Jeff, that, you know, if you look at the anthropological evidence, the studies out there from uh, disparate areas like anthropology and even, uh, I guess, biochemistry, chemistry, it looks like we need a ratio of omega-3 to omega-6 somewhere around uh, 2 to 1, 2 parts omega-6 to 1 part omega-3. But if you look at the fact that our bodies can get by with three to four grams a day of omega-3 fatty acids. Um, it leaves, you know, the, the question of how much fat we actually would take in in our diets, uh, you know, up for question. It seems like my impression is based on the evidence that, you know, we're probably better off with uh, a relatively lower fat diet, believe it or not, that we really don't need to consume copious quantities of fats. Uh, and again, that would give us that two to one ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acids. Um, you know, it's kind of funny how... Um, um, there's this guy called Ray Pete. He's a pretty big uh, uh, enemy, arch enemy of omega-3 fatty acids. And some people have asked me to have him on the show. I'm going to see if I can get him. He says, Jeff, that the reason why omega-3s are showing all these results and stuff is because the research on omega-6 is actually flawed because they're using these uh, adulterated fatty acids, omega-6 fatty acids that have been adulterated, either heated or somehow, I guess, mutated. And so you were getting skewed data coming out from the peer review literature on this. Now, again, this is very controversial. I am going to look into this, um, but I definitely am a fan of having a good ratio of omega-6 to omega-3, but it points to uh, probably a lower overall fat intake uh, than maybe a lot of people would advocate. And if you have anything well, to add, I, Jeff, feel free. Yeah, I, I, I actually do because I think that there is something to be said about uh, you know the excess when it comes to nutrition, uh, nutritional recommendations, especially when it comes to the, uh, you know, the outspoken ivory tower deals, as Dr. Connolly likes yeah. to put it. Um, when 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 we when we hear that eggs eggs are bad for you because of cholesterol, suddenly suddenly everyone on on the planet errs on the side of excess, and they no longer take in anything that remotely contains any kind of fat or cholesterol. When yeah. when the the you know you know there are beneficial saturated fats. I mean you know stearic acid for example. Okay, there's there uh, you know uh, the cholesterol. I mean isn't it a precursor to yeah. certain hormones in the body that are beneficial yes. for our existence? Um, exactly. And so, 
you know, and then of course, you know, everyone wants to take egg whites and they want to throw out the yolks. Well, where where do all the vitamins reside? Do they reside in the yeah. egg? Why do they reside in the yolk? They reside in the yolk. And if you take out the yolk, are you are you actually um, you know limiting the the uh, the uh, complete protein uh, you know amino acid profile? Yes, you are because there are certain amino acids that that will be left out. You know, it's Great like point. having the rice with it's like having the rice without the beans. You can't have the yellow without the white. Uh, you know, actually, the name of that song should be White and Yellow, not Black and Yellow. But anyway, stupid <laughs> yeah. joke. So uh, you know, but I, I I think that what happened was is that there was such a low fat, not you know, no fat, no cholesterol craze. I think it was in the probably in the mid to late 80s and then it started to die down a little bit probably yeah. by the mid 90s and now everyone is convinced just like back in the 70s well you know we have to take in a lot of fat and we have to limit our carbohydrate consumption okay but no one's now paying attention to protein okay i, I you 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 still can't convince people to take in enough protein so uh when when it when it comes to fat um, there may be something to be said about excess, and there may be something to be said about uh, maybe just 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 getting a proper ratio of, like you said, omega threes, omega six, and just having some fats in your diet. Because again, essential fats need to be taken in through 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 the diet uh, is probably more beneficial than you know taking a high fat approach. Uh, and and the smart high fat diets even advocate taking a break. Um, you know, I don't yeah. think that anyone you know I, I I really don't think anyone out there recommends going on a lifetime ketogenic diet because in actuality, and I'm going to say something that a lot of uh, Dave, Dave Palumbo fans are probably going to find uh, crazy, <laughs> but I, Jeff, the producer, will will tell you right now that a ketogenic diet um, it puts, puts the body in a state uh, where you are actually uh, forced to rely exclusively on gluconeogenesis for your glucose needs and your sugar needs. And, uh, you know, that is actually... Um, a a a diet that is uh, very close to the state that you experience when you're starving yourself to death. Yeah, essentially. Good point. So this is something that you do not want to maintain indefinitely. So everything is a balance, and you know I think this guy might have some interesting stuff to say. I I, I love to hear what his perspective is on omega sixes because I've I've not heard that before. You said it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've heard him before a couple of times, and I got to say that, um, you know, when the debate was done, I still erred on the side of thinking omega threes were healthier than, than he said they were. But yeah, you know, I'll see if I can get him on. This whole diet thing is really big. We got to have a show on this, guys, and maybe even next week because we have to get into paleo and you know the guys eating oats and brown rice and chicken and egg whites. Uh, so many guys on the boards are doing that, Jeff. And you know, that's insane. I think it's a recipe for disaster, believe it or not. So it's a bit, you know, it's, once it's, again, it's, it's a bit excessive. Yeah. Um, Oh, it is definitely a long term. You can't do that. That's so micronutrient deficient. But, uh, you know, let's wrap it up now and we'll get into the diet stuff next week, guys. So stay tuned. Once again, this has been Quantum Physiques on RxMuscle.com. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to chatting with you guys next week. Take care. Bye bye. Quantum Physiques with Brian Cunningham is dedicated to harnessing the power of the holy grail of health, fitness, lifestyle, and success. And you'll hear Quantum Physiques every Wednesday evening.